you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Shut out of Cannon this morning on a Monday, December 20th. The playoff pictures looking pretty interesting. My name's Kay, Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, Super Bowl champion. Sean O'Hara is with us this morning. There's no way that Brady wouldn't put up points last night, right? Not a chance. Oh. It's Christmas week. He wouldn't Grinch that thing, or would he? Let's ah. go to where the last Super Bowl was played. We had the Saints. We had the Bucks, And we had all kinds of weirdness and delight, depending on where your loyalties lie. This was the story for the Bucks. Godwin gets Ouch. hit low. It's really ah. tough to watch. He's having an incredible season. He's on the franchise tag. He would not come back. Rap Sheet's got more information on that, but hold on. Now we go to Big Mike, so he's got to step up because Godwin's out. But he leaves the game with a hamstring and would not come back. Tosses his gloves, I'm out of here. You toss the gloves, you're done. Hold on now. This is Fournette. Meanwhile, the Saints are shutting them out. Fournette gets China away and helicoptered. Guys, he leaves with a hamstring, wow. and he does not come All back. three of their top. All three. So you still got your Gronk, and you got your Scotty Millers, but meanwhile, New Orleans is like, hey, we're shutting him out. It's almost the end of the third quarter. And look at this. Brady, he runs now. Remember last week? No, they strip him. Brady with a huge, unclutched fumble. And wait till you see some of the optics here that come from this Saints-Bucks rivalry, which always been very terse before. The world champs get shut out. There's all kinds of historical references to this, which we will get into shortly. But let's hear from Brady. And the Saints won nine to nothing. Tom, what the hell happened out there? Didn't execute great, obviously, and um, just a tough night. So didn't do much anything right. I don't think we were much good of anything tonight. Just I wish it was just one thing. It was a lot of things. So we got to do better in every every facet of offensive football to score points. We're not going to win scoring no points. You know, a lot of guys got banged up tonight, but that's part of football. So got to try to figure out you know who can go in and fill in some roles and play great football. And we're going to have to. Put together a great week this week. Shout out for the first time in over a decade. Ian Rappaport joining us now. Good morning, football to you. Ian, the Buccaneers lost three of their big offensive weapons last night. We're putting that playoff picture together. Everyone's wondering what's the latest with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, so many injuries for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As if the loss to their rival wasn't bad enough, it's all these things. So we'll start with Mike Evans, their star receiver, who, of course, we saw leave the game, toss his gloves. He knew he was done. It is a hamstring injury. He's going to have more testing today, but almost always, okay, when a guy leaves a game due to a hamstring injury, they do not generally return the next day. And for Mike Evans, you know, this would be a significant loss, but unless it is extremely, extremely severe, you are looking probably at someone who should be back for the playoffs with more tests today. Meanwhile, for Chris Godwin, we saw the low hit on a reception right across the middle of the field. He got hit in the side of the knee, then he landed on his face. None of that is good, but it is not a face injury or a neck injury. It is a knee injury. My understanding is based on the initial diagnosis, an MCL sprain, not an ACL, 
but an MCL sprain, something that is likely to cause him to miss time. But again, the focus for this team is on the playoffs, and I have not received as of yet any indication that any of his time in the playoffs should be challenged there. And then for Leonard Fournette, we saw him helicopter uh, over the middle of the field, pulled his hamstring pretty bad. He also was declared out pretty quickly. Uh, similar to Mike Evans, he is going to undergo tests today. Uh, they, they do have some backups at running back. They do have some depth there, so would not be surprised if we don't see Leonard Fournette immediately. But again, focus on the playoffs. In other news, Antonio Brown is expected back after his three-game suspension. Bruce Arians confirmed some reinforcements on the way. Okay, appreciate that. Of course, the Packers would have been a win for them with both the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Arizona Cardinals losing. So let's take a look now, Ian. We appreciate you with that playoff picture after the upset last night. Packers sitting pretty in that one seed. The Bucks dropping down to the three, still the division leaders. And New Orleans, hey! 7-7, grabbing the final wildcard spot in the NFC. They've turned it around at least of late. Uh, how about that Saints defense? I mean, this is the story. that They have the best defensive backfield in football. I'll, I'll put my name on that one. I think they're so good, and they came to play yesterday. But it was an all-encompassing effort, and that was without their head coach on the sidelines. Sean Payton wasn't there. So to see what Dennis Allen can do, this is only the second time in Bruce Arians' entire career as a head coach, 133 games that he was shut out. Mm. Brady hasn't been shut out uh, since 2006. Mm -hmm. I, th the numbers are insane, and the truth of the matter is, we always want to be schedule people, and by that I'm saying it's week 14. Let's see who else they have to sure. play. Who's going to be the one seed? Stop doing it. You don't know. Mm. You don't know what's going to happen. Because you assume wins. You assume. Yeah. I see at at Tampa where the, the Bucks have not lost a game all season yeah. without their head coach, and they come in limping and, and injured and off. You know, the last month where we right. don't know who's going to be on the field, and their defense says, you know what? No, we're just going to put them put them down and we're going to do it. C.J. Gardner Johnson um, is a very good corner. He's, I said he's the best at what he does in the NFL, and what he does is instigate people. Mm -hmm. He gets under your skin. And for Brady to be uh, chomping on the sideline, like there was a frustration boiling over. And then you immediately say, oh, God, is there panic? Yeah, it's a little bit of panic because you also lost half your team with injuries. Right. So mm -hmm. Tampa Bay comes into this game high and mighty, feeling good off the win on Buffalo. I leave feeling wounded, nervous, and confused, and I certainly don't want to see that logo in the playoffs, even though yeah. you beat them last year yeah. in their building. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was lockdown city for the Saints defensively. And look, you see the performance and you say, wow, Dennis Allen, what a great audition for him. Maybe he's now in the conversation yeah. for getting a head coaching gig because he did the defense coordinator duties as well as the Sean Payton's duties. Did it, did it fantastically. But should we really be surprised by this? I mean, the Saints have had the Bucks number since Tom Brady arrived in Tampa Bay. The, I mean, they've been deboing the Bucks for four games now. Mm -hmm. they've, they've basically done Regular season, yeah. You go back and you look last year, week, net, week nine, okay? The Bucks and Tom Brady, Brady threw for 209 yards and three touchdowns. It was a 38-3 spanking, mm -hmm. and that's exactly what they did again last night. Look, I'll say this. As good as the defensive backfield was for the Saints, their pass rush is the exact same formula that anybody that takes down Tom Brady has used. It's get, get after him, pressure him, harass him. Cam Jordan was in his grill all night long. Marcus Davenport was wrapping his arms around him. They got him uncomfortable. They got him frustrated. And it was obvious that, look, he didn't want any part of that game right there. He couldn't wait to move on to the next, the next game. It, it was a great job by Dennis Allen, great job by that defensive front. My, my take is I think we're going to see something crazy next month. I really do, because I thought the Bucks were the standard, even against the Saints. We can trust them. No, say what you want about the Cardinals or whoever. 
The Bucks, you, no, you can't. I think we're going to see a seven seed beat a two on Wild Card Weekend. Mm. I don't trust the Rams. I don't trust the Cowboys. I obviously don't trust the Cardinals. And now the Bucks, like it, they're going to come back, and this this playoff stretch is going to rely on on the Antonio Brown or somebody crazy like that. I don't know. And Green Bay, sure. Did you see their special teams again yesterday? We'll Did you see it. they needed another play on the last play of the game against a, a backup quarterback? I think we're going to see chaos, and don't even, we aren't even getting into the AFC because the Bucks have now given up your right to be a sure thing. Nobody is. So, well, how long club. has it been? Even though they lost, I mean, since they 2006. lost. He's so, lost four consecutive yeah. games against the Saints. Is it the shutout that's changing your mind? Because not they the did the same thing. I know in the playoffs, the Bucks won. So wh- Big time. Wh- why are you worried about the Bucks now more than ever before? Is it the shutout that's really Shut how they looked crazy. in the injuries? I mean, but given the injuries, given the out, just. Is it okay that the Saints just have their number in the regular season? Could it be that simple? You're actually worried so. about this Bucks squad at home. Late night, tons of backups. Ronald Jones is out there. Yeah. Gronk is out there. And they still can get three points. The Saints, they're back and they're alive in the NFC. Now, we're just hours away from a big one in the AFC. Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders, go, they're in Cleveland to battle Miles Garrett and the Browns. That one is today, 5 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on NFL Network, ahead of Monday Night Football. Steve Weiss joining us from Cleveland. Okay, we're still uncertain as to who's going to be the actual starter for the Browns at quarterback this week. But on Saturday, Nick Mullins, who was activated off the practice squad Thursday, took first-team reps with the first-team offense for the first time this season. And head coach Kevin Stefanski said that, look, Mullins, since he's been on the practice squad, he knows the checks, he knows the motions, and he's familiar with a lot of what's going on. Now, I also spoke to a personnel executive from the San Francisco 49ers where Mullen started 16 games over the past few years. And here's what you can expect out of him. He's got a good enough arm. He's not going to make mistakes, and he's not going to try to force the issue. So he feels that the Browns could be in safe hands if Mullins has to go. All right, our coverage of Raiders-Browns starts at 2.30 Eastern here on NFL Network. Steve Weiss will be part of that. Thank you, Steve. Both teams fighting to get back into the playoff picture. Cleveland, a game back from all those 8-6 and six teams, so a win later would be huge for them in that division. Sean, how do the Browns overcome all these obstacles facing them against the Raiders here on NFL Network in just a few hours? Okay, I know you're locked into this game. You've been prepping for it all week. Yeah. Can Miles Garrett play both ways? Can, mm-hmm. can he play offense, too? Because, he he's, look, he's their best player. I, I think for Miles Garrett in this defense, You've got to wreck shop. And look, we saw the Raiders just get dominated by the Chiefs a week ago. I think it's they're going to have to score points. It's not enough to just say, hey, look, guys, we got to go out and slow this offense down, get after the quarterback. No, Miles Garrett versus Colton Miller, I'm, I'm glued in. I can't wait to see that. Uh, but this defense is going to have to make some big plays. And I, look, I'm going to throw out there. They're going to have to score some points. You're, you're down that many guys on offense, you got to find a way. They're sitting there watching. They're like, we can't let Miles Garrett beat us. Have six guys block him. This is like Squid Game. He's the last guy there. Like, we're going to throw everything at 95. You can't let him go in three and a half sacks. You deserve to lose. I also, like, the Raiders have overcome a lot of stuff, too. You know, like, I'm looking at them in this game. They're not dealing with exactly the same COVID things. But, my God, they're looking to try to stink their, like their flag in this season, what they've been through. I, I actually look at this as a huge Raiders game. And they're just, we're, we're kind of building this story where it's like, well, the Browns, the Browns, they, they would be an incredible story. The Raiders are a hell of a story, too, more than the last couple of weeks. And I think they have a lot to play for in this game. I actually like them to win this game. Aside from the COVID and everything I get, I like where the Raiders are psychologically and I like where they are physically. We've got some more football for you. Arizona Cardinals taking on the Lions. Kyler Murray trying to clinch a playoff berth. Things haven't gone well when they've had that. 0-3 in playoff clinching opportunities last two seasons. Lions take the W 30-12. 
How about this? Jared Goff, seven straight wins over Arizona. Someone you check on Blake Shelton, please. Cool. Hey, you're right. Man, I'm Blake watching the entire game there. He switched over to this one. Here we go. Packers, Ravens, Rodgers coming into this one. If the Packers win, they clinch the NFC North. They don't need any help. They just got to win. The Packers take a big lead. Here come the Ravens. 21-17. Rodgers ties far for most ever in Packers history. But what a play by Valdez Scantling. Rodgers looks thrilled. He loves him. Ravens down 14. Huntley already has had a win over the Bears. Came all the way back against the Browns. This guy's kind of magical. Some spicy takes out there, Peter. There are some <laughs> spicy takes on. Are there really? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, do you pay $40 oh, yeah. million for Lamar? Yeah. Yeah. This guy, I don't know. <laughs> Here's Huntley again. Draw play. Go. It's pretty good. Touchdown. Now, pretty decision cheap. time. Decision time. You got the best kicker in the history of the sport. Did yep. you get it to point? Got a good defense who's got some momentum right now. You got a backup quarterback. You're going to go? Going for it. Going again. Harbaugh goes for it. Play never had a chance. Everyone in the building knew it was going to Andrews, including the safety who makes an incredible play. Darnell Savage across his body. Eric Stokes on coverage. <laughs> Rodgers takes a breath and a sigh of relief. Second time in three weeks. The Ravens go for it on a two-point conversion at the end. They don't get it. Oh, what a game it was. Let's hear from Aaron Rodgers on what the win meant for the Green Bay Packers. It's a big win for us. We're obviously playing for a lot. Saw Arizona got beat today. We still got a chance to be the one seed. So that's the focus. This is a good football team we just played. It was fighting for their playoff lives for sure. Every single week in the FC North. And we'll play another good team next week who's in the mix. And a team after that in the mix. And then a team after that who just knocked off a 10-win football team. So nothing's easy at this point in the season. It's good to get these wins. Especially when your special teams isn't showing up. We'll get to that with Trey. Let's take a look at the NFC playoff picture. Packers sit in the one seed. They punch their ticket to the playoffs, and they clinch the NFC North title for the third straight season. Not going anywhere. But it wasn't easy on Sunday against Baltimore. What do you make of it, Kyle? So they win the division. There's so much goodwill. Rodgers catches Favre. There's this video of Rodgers walking off the field and being, give me my hat and my T-shirt. He's yelling for it. Like, it's really cool. And you got to wake up in the morning and have some curmudgeon on TV being like, I just don't know if this team is special. I don't know. I don't think I get knocked off. It doesn't make me feel great to watch the Packers uh, need the last play of the game against a backup quarterback in his second start, almost rip their heart out. The special teams thing that Peter really uh, shared with the world last year is not going away. It was more of that. Now they're at the part where the broadcast is finding the special teams coach on the sideline, which is never a good sign. They won. It's a really tough place to win in Baltimore, and they won. But the football gods have conspired to decide for years that this Packers season, like as with every other one, will come down to one play, and Rodgers will be on the sideline for that play. And until we get to that play, I'm never going to start popping champagne for the Packers because I've seen too many good Packers teams. I didn't feel great last night. I'm glad they enjoyed the hat and the T-shirt, but they've got a lot of those. You've been saying it all season. It's going to happen that way. It's going to be someone else's. They did win at the end with Rodgers on the sideline waiting. They needed that play. Yeah. The defense did no, come up. That's right. The standards are too high for this team. I'm sorry to be such a jerk, but like it's Super Bowl or bust, and it has been for a decade. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Hey, the ocean cold. Keep uh, it real Monday. It has to. Listen, I, I love that you're yeasty on Monday a little bit. You're, Horrible. You're, you're the leveling agent. It's a right? great night for the Packers. I'm a jerk. Packers fans are looking at this right now, and I'm watching Aaron Rodgers, and I'm saying, this is awesome. He's in the comfort zone. He looks like Michael Jordan out there scoring 63 points, and the rim is this big. <laughs> I know he's been talking a lot about battling through some injuries. I don't want to hear that anymore. Like Aaron Rodgers had a bounce in his step last night. And, and when you look at the way he's spreading this football around, it's yep. not just him and Devontae Adams. Look, Lazard was involved. MVS was back to eight, making big eight plays. Eight different receivers caught balls from Aaron Rodgers. Right. Sharing the wealth. I, I mean, this was... 
I thought I think this might have been one of Aaron Rodgers' best throwing games. Uh, like I don't statistically, I don't know where it ranked, but when you watch the way he played, the little pop in his step, the bounce that he had, and look, they're they're down some offensive linemen. I, I think you have to be excited about the offense clicking right now, and it's not just a one-man show. It's not just you know him and Devontae Adams making up for everything sure. else. Uh, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is feeling it. I think I think he's in the moment right now, and and he, when he's feeling it, man, he's dangerous yeah. like Iceman. Um, I can respect John Harbaugh's decision. I don't have to yeah. like it. I was like, who's going to bring up going for two? I don't like it, Kay. I, I can respect <laughs> it. And I respect the heck out of Harbaugh. He's one of the best coaches in the game. Obviously, we don't need to uh, go through his resume and what he's done. I don't have to like it. And I know it's hindsight is 2020 and everyone, are, like the analytics say go for it, all that stuff. 42 seconds left. So if you get this mm-hmm. and you're up by a point, Rodgers still has 42 seconds to get this team into field goal range and win the game. It wasn't like this was a walk-off, like we win. Okay. To me, I, I say, all right, let's roll with the defense that has stopped Rodgers the past two drives. Let's get to overtime, hopefully get the ball, and I'll give us a better chance. Right. Look, they went from being, if they'd won this game, a first-place team in the division and in the driver's seat, to now, I saw Kornacki last night on the NBC pregame show saying, there's a 50% chance they don't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You got the best kicker in football. The defense was stepping up. And gosh, like, give your team a chance. I, mm-hmm. Again, you can go either way. It's hindsight 2020. And I know there are a lot of passionate analytics people out there saying 48% of the time you're supposed to go for that, 46%, you're not, whatever it is. The numbers aren't. My gut was like, Wink's defense is playing well. Yeah. Let's give us a shot. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. going for two there didn't feel right, especially mm-hmm. with 42 seconds left. Because even if they had gotten the two, mm-hmm. Rodgers still could have come right downfield, got him in field goal range, and they would have lost mm-hmm. anyway. So yeah. mm-hmm. I-, I don't know. If you're worried mm-hmm. about Rodgers, mm-hmm. take it overtime. It's the Kornakis of the world, though, that are giving you those percentages to go for it. Now, every coach is just like, go for it, go for it, go for it. This is different. I throw those percentages out. I said the same thing when he went for two last time. You have Justin Tucker. Like, mm-hmm. what? It doesn't that, le- isn't that a huge competitive advantage for you up against any other kicker he tips the scale in every way I don't I don't like if you're Justin Tucker aren't you going up to Harbaugh like what's wrong Mm -hmm. like did I do something to lose your trust why don't you trust me what is that all right up next Niners with yet another win the Cardinals with a shocking loss nobody wanted to pick that as a head scratcher Mm -hmm. we'll get there you go into your shower feeling tired But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We're presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. My name is Kay Adams. It is December 20th. It is Christmas week. We've got mm-hmm. two games tonight. One right here exclusively on NFL Network. Keep it here. What? Five more sleeps. Five more mm-hmm. sleeps. So Christmas. Game kicks off mm-hmm. at 5 p.m. Nice. So we'll tie it to that. The Raiders going to Cleveland to take on the Browns. You just really stressed me out because my holiday shopping has mm-hmm. not even begun. That is Sean O'Hara, a Super Bowl champion. We have Peter Schrager here, Kyle Brandt, myself, Kay Adams. And let's go non-division leaders. Pick a okay. non-division leader mm-hmm. in this conference that you would not want to face in the playoff. The Niners are the team I would not want to face right now. The 49ers are playing a brand of football that is absolutely built 
for January. It is run the ball, it is defense, and it is Jimmy G, don't make mistakes and make the plays when you have to. Guess what, Jimmy Garoppolo yesterday was awesome. He was flawless, had a perfect game as a quarterback. And the running game, Sean, as you mentioned it, three rushing touchdowns. Trent Williams demolishing guys. Jeff Wilson running the ball. This is without Elijah Mitchell, who's their number one back, who's gonna be coming back. Debo is great. Here's what it is with the 49ers. It's like, gosh, you look around the field. I think Debo Samuel might be one of the top five wide receivers in the league, the way they use him. I would think that's fair. Trent Williams, top tech tackle in the league. Kittle, top tight end in the league. Mm -hmm. Bosa, top pass rusher in the league. Like, you go down the list, there's so much talent, and they play towards that talent. They're not one of these throw the ball 500 times. No, we've got a team that's built for the trenches, to run the ball, and to hit you hard. Mm -hmm. Gosh, Jimmy Ward, the safety, was making plays all over the field yesterday in this game. Falcons came in. If the Falcons won, the Falcons were like, the team, playoffs, they don't want to face the Falcons, Matt Ryan. It wasn't even a, an issue. The 49ers waxed no. them. 49ers are the team I would not want to face right now in the playoffs just because they have been there. All these guys have been there, and the way they play, they will beat you up and bruise you on the way there. Let's stay in that division, NFC West. I think, it, actually, if you're going to play any team from that division right now, you want to play the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. I'm going to go with the L.A. Rams right yeah. here as a non-division leading team you don't want to face right now. Have you seen the heater that Matt Stafford's on right now? Nine touchdowns, just one interception his last three games. Cooper Cup, every single week we talk about him. Is he the best wide receiver in the NFL? Oh, he sure looks like it every single Sunday. So this offense is clicking. Sony Michelle running the football now. They're balanced. And then defensively, when you're an offensive lineman and you break the huddle and you're playing the Rams, you're praying and hoping that 99 is not lining up on your side. I feel you. Now you've also got to deal with Leonard Floyd and Vaughn Miller as well. So that defensive front can wreck your offense in a hurry. You have to account for them every single play and every single third down. You're looking around saying, like, who is he lining up for and who do we have to look out for? They get Odell back. They get Jalen back. They still have a bunch of guys missing. But this mm -hmm. is a big one against Seattle on Tuesday. Huge. Yeah. McVay's coaching his tail off. I read something. He has two game plans planned regarding who's going to be there and who's not. Like, he's not sleeping, and I respect it. You guys went with sort of front runners ish I'm going to go with somebody a little bit different. Watch the team that plays tonight, the Minnesota Vikings. I think the person that you are afraid of is the psychopath. You don't know how they're going to show up. <laughs> I don't know who you are. You're kind of scary to right? me. Like, you know the big brawler is going to beat you. Yeah, up. like I know what the Niners are going to do at least. <laughs> These guys, I don't have a clue. They may lose to the Bears tonight. I don't know. Or they may they win by 30. You just If you want to get recent history, so they beat the Packers. They beat the Packers. <laughs> they lose to the Lions. Uh, they beat Pittsburgh. They lost to the Niners. I do not know, and I'm not being I'm not being flippant. They could lose to the Bears tonight, and it would not surprise me, or they could win by 30. They're also like, if you're having a party, like you, you look at that guest list, and you want someone who's like, they're going to be a difference maker. Like, they're going to start things. Like, they're going to be kind of crazy. They're going to like, let's do the fireball shots. Let's do the wife swap. Why not? The wife the, swap. The Vikings are absolutely nuts, and um, I want them in the playoffs, and I'm afraid of losing to them because, like, you lost to the Vikings in the playoffs in your home field? Yes. They have a Super Bowl talented offense, meaning when all those guys are out there and the Thielen and Jefferson and Dalvin and, yes, Cousins, their offense could win the Super Bowl. The defense, I don't know, or the offense could lose to the Lions. I don't know, and that's why I don't want to play them. I think it's the Saints. The Saints are in it. They're not the division leader. The Bucs still are. They've taken care of. They swept them in the regular season. The Bucs don't want to see them in the playoffs, so they did beat them last year in the playoffs. There's something about the shutout, and then we sort of touched on it earlier. This team, more than any other team in my experience in covering them for the past five years, all 32, juice. 
energy, vibe, everyone against us. This Cam Jordan character with his hundredth sack. That, that there's energy to this wear shot out of Tom Brady. And I think the only reason that they're the only team that can do this to Tom Brady is because they're not afraid of Tom Brady. They have this confidence. They face so much adversity. Talk about, you know, we're looking at Brady losing his weapons. No Michael Thomas. We expected him back. Their quarterback, Jameis Winston, goes out. Huge shoes to fill with Drew Brees at the start of the season. Alvin Kamara, they operated largely against him. What do we see? Dimes dropped by Taysom Hill in that first quarter, first half. To Marcos Callaway, a guy who was lighting it up in preseason and sort of struggled to find his way early on. They went through a quarterback shuffle, all of that. This is a team that is so resilient and almost like for they love it when their backs are against the wall, and now they're not. Up next, they've got the Dolphins. It's a good matchup. Mm -hmm. Good matchup against a good Miami team. But then you've got the Falcons and Carolina to wrap it up. Don't tell me they can't steal the, the division. And if they're in the playoffs, I do not want to face this defense or this coach or this run game, which you don't really know. As you're talking about not knowing what you get. But the Saints, you really don't know what you're getting. All right, we're just hours away from a big AFC clash. Derek Carr and the Raiders, they're in Cleveland. They're battling Miles Garrett and the Browns. That one's today at 5 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on NFL Network. Let's bring in the rap sheet. Ian Rapport joining us this morning. Lots of highlights, lots of things to talk about. But let's talk about the Browns. They've got that big matchup in a couple of hours. They're obviously dealing with issues involving COVID-19. What is the latest? We are just hours ahead of kickoff. Well, hours ahead of kickoff, but we may actually get some news before then. 2 p.m. deadline today for the Cleveland Browns to have some players come off the COVID-19 list, clear the protocols, and actually be able to play today despite not practicing. They already got good news yesterday. Wyatt Teller, their standout guard, was cleared from the COVID-19 list while Jadev and Connie went on it. So Teller is going to play. And they may get a couple others. Just judging from the timeline and the fact that the NFL and NFLPA change the protocols, change the threshold for players to come off the list, making it easier for fully vaccinated, asymptomatic players to come off it. A couple names to watch. Jarvis Landry, all these guys went on early last week. Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, and then Baker Mayfield is the biggest one to watch. He posted on the old Instagram about how blessed he is to have no symptoms, which is good, that is a key factor, and hoping for a negative test. Potentially, the Browns starting quarterback could come off today and then end up playing tonight, and things may start to get actually a little better for the Browns. Mm, the Browns wanting share of the head and the top of the AFC North. Thank you so much, Ian, for the updates all around. I need your updates on the Buccaneers in just a little bit. But taking a look at the AFC playoff picture, huge implications for today's Browns-Raiders game on NFL Network. There's a logjam in the AFC for those top three wildcard spots. So every game for those in the hunt teams is massive. It's all about getting hot and staying hot. So as we look at this, which non-division leaders do the AFC side of things would you not want to see, Peter? I talked about them earlier. And, uh, you know, after a loss, I'm, you're going to be like, why are you so big on the Chargers? I, the, the L.A. Chargers have a great quarterback. And, like, in the playoffs, I, I don't want to see Justin Herbert. I'm okay. I'll, I'll roll the dice with the Lamar Huntley or the Baker Mayfield Keenum or mm -hmm. Roethlisberger. Like, I don't want to see Justin Herbert lining up. This guy was awesome on Thursday night. I mentioned it to, earlier in the show that I take a lot more out of a Chargers loss than I do some of these teams' wins on Sunday. Chargers went blow for blow with a incredible Chiefs team that yeah. came back and you know at the end of the day 
Chiefs had, I think, 22 catches for 300 yards from Kelsey and Hill, and they were without Derwin in the second half, and that's when Kelsey went nuts. They'll get Derwin back, and I just think that they're putting things together and they're cobbling in it. Like, I don't want to see Herbert. He's so good, and if I could face Baker or I could face Lamar or I could face someone else, I'll roll the dice on that. Herbert, that was an awesome performance on Thursday night, and he's had a few. I just would not want to see them in the playoffs. Yeah, or Bosa on that defense Seriously. side of the ball. That's, that's scary. How about the Buffalo Bills? Look, I know that they just got smoked the week before, and I know that they just beat the Carolina Panthers, so it's not about, hey, look, they beat a really good team and bounced back, but when you look at the Buffalo Bills, I don't think anybody really knows exactly why they don't want to play Josh Allen. He's, he's great when he's throwing the football. He's great when he's running the football. He's super tough, and yet in, in, against the Carolina Panthers, they finally found a way to run the football, and mm-hmm. Devin Singletary kind of started to take over the game. It was good to see Brian Dable lean on the run game that wasn't just about the quarterback. I'll throw the Dolphins in there just because their story has been incredible. Going from the bottom of the AFC to where they are now, Brian Flores, for whatever reason, November, December, has these guys playing and winning despite not playing their best. Think mm-hmm. about it. All we've talked about is when you bring up the Dolphins this season is Jalen Waddell. What a difference maker he's been. He was out yesterday and this is now the second game-winning drive led by Tua Tungavailoa this season, the fourth in his career. An 11-yard touchdown pass to Devontae Parker to seal the win. It was beautiful. We'll see what they can do. Tough matchup against the Saints. You can see him on CBS Mornings as a co-host, a contributor to the NFL Today as well as NFL Network. I don't know why he does any of those things because he sits back and collects paychecks every time somebody says toe drag swag. But Nate, espresso shot moments from week 15. What play stood out to you? My espresso shot? Oh, man. How about just the Detroit Lions beating the Arizona Cardinals? Let me just say that woke me up just like it did everybody else. Yeah, this was it. I mean, every single moment of this game mattered for Detroit. Why do I say it like that? Because I feel like the Arizona Cardinals walked into this game and thought to themselves, we're one of the hottest teams in the business. We got the playoffs around the corner. Oh, we're facing the Lions. The same old Lions. Well, guess what? Regardless of their record, regardless of the record of the Lions, they're not the same old Lions. These guys have fought week in and week out. And if you listen to Dan Campbell, after every single game, regardless of the results, he talks about how this team fights and he wouldn't trade them in for any other squad. And they proved it. So this is a big message that brighter days are ahead for the Detroit Lions. But at the same time, an even bigger message to Arizona Cardinals, who have aspirations of being in the Super Bowl in Los Angeles, get your bleep together. Like, you don't walk in mm-hmm. thinking you're going to walk over any squad in the NFL. And if you think that you tasted a little blood because the Detroit Lions punched y'all in the mouth, what do you think is going to happen in the next few weeks? You better get it together if you guys want to make that magical run. Cardinals have a game against the Indianapolis Colts and Jonathan Taylor next week on NFL Network. It's not going to get any easier. If they wanted it, they had it in Detroit. But, Nate, you're right. They didn't show up. All right. Who got your game ball for all the games that we saw yesterday? See, the symmetry is there, man. It's like I'm still there, baby. You mentioned Jonathan Taylor, and that's where I'm going with the game ball goes to JT because JT was money. He did his thing. And this was going up against a squad who the week before, they proved that they can do whatever they want on the ground. Remember when the Patriots ran all over the Bills? And we were like, whoa, look at that. The Patriots one week can throw the ball, and then the next week they can just hand the ball off to the running backs. Mac Jones doesn't have to do anything. Seems like the Colts took a page out of that book and said, we're just going to beat you up on the ground. You know, I went into this game thinking that this was going to be the Patriots game to win on the road and send a big message to the league. But no, the Colts weren't having it. I love what Jonathan Taylor represents. He was sitting behind Derrick Henry and was fighting his way up to the top spot. Of course, Derrick Henry goes down, and Jonathan Taylor is now the best back in the league by the numbers, but he can do it all. What makes him special is, of course, he's an old-school running back. He can hit it between the tackles, but when he can catch out of the back, 
backfield, and that adds to how much he brings to the table. So for me, it's Jonathan Taylor, the best running back in football. Nate, in 2016 Christmas, Jonathan Taylor was in high school. You were on this program wearing, I think it was a crushed red velvet Santa Claus suit doing a segment <laughs> called Ho, Ho, Whole drag swag. <laughs> and we are now at Christmas week again, my friend. Who has got the ho, ho, ho drag swag from this week? Who's your favorite one, buddy? Yeah, no disrespect. No disrespect. We're just talking about the holiday spirit. Uh, for me, mm-hmm. I'm going with uh, Gabriel Davis. Oh, look, mama. It looks like I got my swagger back. The bills are back mm-hmm. in business. I mean, after hitting Stefan Dix a little earlier, then he hits Gabriel Davis in the back of the end zone, an absolute rope, and he hits a little hill drag swag. And my guy, Josh Allen, hits him with an absolute dime back of the end zone. Gabriel Davis kind of peeks down, looks where his feet are, makes sure his heels aren't out of bounds, and then he stares at the crowd because it was an unbelievable catch. So I'm going with Gabriel Davis, big-time catch, but even better toe drag swag. All right, Nate, underneath that Christmas tie, I'm sure you're rocking your Lions Blood t-shirt. No doubt you're still getting revenue from that as well. Send some of those our way for a little Christmas present, will you? We got, got a doubleheader tonight. The Raiders. Browns. And look, I hope you refreshed your browser because the available players, it's changing by the minute. What do you expect from this big matchup? It's unreal because yesterday I was looking at it was Baker and, and Hunt and we don't know who's going to be in the lineup and I, I have to keep clicking on that browser and refreshing it because I don't know who's going to be in the game. But let's just take it from a bird's eye view. All right, who are the Browns? You guys have basically split every other game. Win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. I know you're coming mm-hmm. off of a win, but who are you, though? Are you going to bounce back and prove to be a team that can play consistently and have two wins in a row? Or are you going to drop another game and then have to turn around and play again at the end of this week? I'm looking at the Browns right now as much as I can appreciate the Raiders and the tough season that they have fought through because they've been through a lot. And I know we're being a little bit dismissive of what they had to deal with, but given the fact that they lost their head coach and the matter of the way that they did, it is tough, and I I will commend them for being the position they are. But I thought the Browns were going to be much better than they are. Now, Baker Mayfield, he's not having the best season statistically. I mean, it doesn't look like he's going to have the same output of passing TDs. And you don't necessarily need to. When you have running backs like Kareem Hunt and, and Nick Chubb back there, you don't need to pass the ball like that. But for me, I just feel like the Browns have a golden opportunity to prove that they're still legitimate. And, of course, they want to keep their playoff hopes alive. That's well said. Nate, we miss you. I'm sure we'll talk to you before. Will we talk to you before Christmas, bud? Yeah, of course. Okay. No days off like the Patriots. I'll be right here this week. Nate, we love you. Stay safe out there, and you can check him out you on too. CBS Morning. Is this mine? Is that? Love you too. What, what is happening? Josh Allen brought the Bills a much-needed win this week. Was it enough for one of us to give our game ball to him? How about Devin Singletary? We'll give our game ball picks after the break. Wow. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good morning, football! 
Time for uh, Game Balls here on Good Morning Football. We always name our top performers. I like to give them a little extra love. I really hope I have a full screen coming up for mine. Peter, what was yours? I have never given a game ball to a player on a losing team. I am giving a game ball to a player on a losing team. I usually hate this. I have to give love to Snoop Huntley. Yeah, I good. thought Tyler Huntley was awesome Woo! yesterday. Snoop comes in here, not sure he's going to be the starter. Probably finds out about Saturday it's going to be you. Gets in there and never blinked. Never blinked once, despite being huge underdogs to the Green Bay Packers. Did everything you could possibly ask the young quarterback in what was his second career start. Went blow for blow with Aaron Rodgers. And gosh, I, I mean, Ravens fans who love Lamar, NFL fans who love Lamar, even they had to say watching this, like, gosh, this guy can play quarterback too, you know? Tyler Huntley was awesome in a loss, and I thought Aaron Rodgers giving love to Tyler Huntley after the game with Aaron Andrews was really interesting. Listen to Rodgers talking about the opposing quarterback in the post-game interview after what was the game of the day. Strange game. We had a chance. Yeah. I missed Allen to kind of put it away there. Still a 14-point game. They came back, scored. We went three and out. Huntley played great. It's nice to get a win. It, we knew it was going to be a four-quarter game against these guys, but didn't want it to come down to the last second. I love... I love the aggression on John's part to go for it, uh, and I love that we came up with a big stop there. Yeah, he was giggling, he was giddy, but he knew that that was not just mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers versus some other quarterback. Huntley brought it. So Tyler Huntley, mm. I don't know if he starts another game this season, but if he does, I'll be here for it. Yeah. We see you. Great job. Peter, seven rounds of the draft. No one wants to take a shot on that he guy. He's great at he Utah. Looks incredible. Great in college. Yeah. It's so strange. He looked amazing. All right, listen, let's go to the Saints and the Bucks. The Saints defense, a uh, phenomenal effort. Dennis Allen, he should get a game ball. Pete Carmichael Jr., the, the offensive coordinator, uh, filling in with Sean Payton out, should get a game ball. But I'm going to go with Cam Jordan. He led this defense. They blanked Tom Brady. The last time that happened, I don't even think their iPhones had been created yet. Mm -hmm. It was 2006 the last time that happened. Definitely not. To Tom Brady. Cam Jordan, he had two sacks in this game. A forced fumble, he was all over the field, and he got a, a, a very momentous sack right here. His 100th career sack, and you know what you gotta love? You gotta love it when your kids are watching daddy work, sure. and you get to celebrate like this, and we've got some great video of Cam Jordan and his kids celebrating daddy doing his thing. Cam Jordan, congratulations. A great win, great game. and, and you Great can, family. We'll have to send a game ball to the boys, too, because they sure. are fired up, cool. clearly cheering you on. That's a special moment. That's well said. For uh, There was a bit we had on our show during this segment, a bit within the bit uh, from Kyle Brandt, where he would award Dan Campbell the game ball or the every week until he got a win, then he got one. So I thought maybe I'll give it to Dan Campbell because he's got mm -hmm. more than one win now. But I think we should give it to Jared Goff, especially okay. if you're a Rams fan. Let me explain. Jared Goff. Incredible performance, three total touchdowns. This Cardinals defense could not stop this team from scoring at will. So I was happy to see Goff do his thing. And he, he did, though, help the Rams, though, didn't he, Shriggs? Because yeah. the games are a half game back. And Josh Reynolds. Yeah, and them. Josh Reynolds. Yeah, Brockers, too. Yeah, they're a game, half game back of the Cardinals for the lead in the NFC West. If you look at the Cardinals' schedule, it is brutal nice. down the stretch. Look at the Rams' one. It's pretty nice. So we'll see if the Rams can catch up and do their thing. But Jared Goff has 
Cliff Kingsbury's number. He has never lost to that head coach, and he's in fact 8-1 in his, in his career against the desert. So just very cool to see. Inspiring win, inspiring post-game speech. Please go watch it from Dan Campbell. But Jared Goff, we see you. Congrats. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers gave up 200 yards rushing, and I'm giving the game ball to one of their safeties. If not for Mika Fitzpatrick, they would give up 600 yards rushing. He had 14 tackles, a fumble recovery, and for me right now was the face of a defensive effort that while was heavily flawed, had three takeaways in the fourth quarter alone. If you watch this game, the Steelers offense had, oh my God, they had nothing. It was really, really bad. And somehow the Steelers defense sort of in this meta type way said, hold on, wait, we forgot where the Steelers in the fourth quarter and they started tackling, stripping, intercepting, everything. If you watch them against Minnesota, it was one of the worst defensive performances we've ever seen. It was crazy. There were 10 foot wide holes. Double Cook just running through massive hallways. They come back a week later at home. You cannot count out the Steelers ever. And make of it spacked, had 14 tackles to make sure of it. They had 200 yards rushing, but I think their longest run was like 14 yards. That is because Minka was undeniable. Number 39, you get my game ball. Pittsburgh still alive per always. If you have a game ball you want us to give out at GMFB. For the second half of a Monday night doubleheader, the Vikings head of Soldier Field to take on the Bears in an NFC North showdown. Ooh, windy conditions. Nighttime at Soldier Field. I love it. What are we looking for at Peter in this one? You know, yesterday we saw the Saints rally around a defensive coordinator and a def an offensive coordinator and said, we can win without our coach. I don't know if I've ever seen a situation with the Bears have. No defensive coordinator, no offensive coordinator, no special coach. Like, this is going to be just what it is, and it's fascinating to see how teams adjust and are malleable. Vikings... I would say the Vikings in a million out of a million times should win this game, but the Vikings have shown us all year long that the games are supposed to win. They don't make it easy on themselves. Let's see if the Bears can rally around a bunch of people missing from their coaching staff. As heavily as the Nagy era has been, too, they've had success against Kirk Cousins. I mean, they really, really have. They've beaten some of these teams, and wasn't it just set up perfectly for the Vikings that the Bears are without all their coaches and everything is going to Minnesota, and the Vikings lose this game? Yeah. I would love to see the identity of the Vikings, just a little bit of clarity on it. I love how all over the place they are. Win, win this game, beat the Packers, lose to the Lions. It makes no sense, and I like that about them. It's very entertaining, but just, just a little clarity, just a little bit as we head down December by beating a heavily flawed, heavily wounded Bears team. Come on, Minnesota. Let's go. Come on. The Vikings have gone down to the down to the wire, it feels like, week after week. So do it convincingly. Look, Kirk Cousins, have a big game. But listen, in order for the Vikings to do that, they're going to have to slow down Robert Quinn. In mm. case anybody hasn't been paying attention great. to what Robert Quinn has been doing without Khalil Mack, 14 sacks. Last week, the Vikings had a guard playing tackle and Ali Udo. So uh, if he's out there, don't put him one-on-one -on -one against Robert Quinn. Give the man some help. Give Kirk Cousins a chance. Packers clinched the division yesterday mm -hmm. in the NFC North. They are playoff bound. They sit in the one seed, even though they have terrible special teams. Yeah, mm -hmm. special teams. <laughs> I didn't get enough. Peter Trigger versus Anger, They won the game. Teams. They won the game. Uh, I was wrong. Uh, Sean Desai, the defensive coordinator, is confirmed to be at tonight's game. I okay. apologize. As of yesterday. Okay. you got to refresh that browser, man. It's changing yeah. by the Maybe night. Maybe they so can really stop is. someone. Yeah, we'll have more uh, all morning on NFL Network. We've got a game tonight right here. Coverage begins at 2.30 p.m. Eastern out of our L.A. studios. That game kickoff is at 5 p.m. Eastern between the Cleveland Browns. Is it Baker? Is it Mullins? Find out. Uh, Ian Rappaport is on it all week. All day long and then we've got uh we've got two games tomorrow we're busy all week it'll be tim couch or bernie kosar i have too, no yeah. plans this week just sitting and watching football great this should be done we'll be back you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.